Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman Movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month. And I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world. And in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here. It's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money. So it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life. So don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello, wealthy women, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm very excited. I know I say that every time, I think, but it's totally genuine. And today is really exciting because I have Brienne joining me. She is a powerhouse. And we met years and years and years ago. I got to be her coach through multiple different things. And I have seen the evolution of her personally and her business. So Brianne is a was a music teacher. So she taught piano lessons and figured out how over the years to step out of teaching one-on-one lessons into being a content creator. Man, she's got so much to share with us. The amount of followers she's grown on Instagram, the brand deals that she's getting now. And the truth is it's been about how she's changed her thinking. And Brianna is such an example to me of somebody who really embodies thinking at that next level and stepping into that big vision she has for her life. So you guys are in for a treat and we're just going to talk through her journey and how her mindset has supported her through her evolution. So that was a long intro, but Brianna, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Ah, thank you so much. This is so exciting for me. I was thinking about it this morning. This feels like a full circle moment to be on your show because I first got to know you through your podcast and like worked with you and now we're friends and now I'm on the podcast. So it just feels like such a full circle moment. And I'm just so grateful. (laughs) Yes. It is a full circle moment. And Brianna and I are also in a peer mastermind together. We are getting brunch on Saturday. We're real life friends. And so this conversation should be really fun for our listeners to just eavesdrop into. So Brianne, before we get started, can you share just a little bit about you, where you live, life outside of business, and then we'll dive into your business more. Yeah. So my name is Brianne. I live in Indianapolis, just about 10 minutes from Erin. <laughs> I have been married for five and a half years. We have a two and a half year old son named Elliot. My husband and I and Elliot now, we love traveling, adventuring, trying out new things. I lived in Taiwan for two years and taught English there. So I got to live abroad for a while. Now we still travel. It's a little bit different traveling with a toddler, but we still make it work. 
One of our favorite places to visit is Glacier National Park. Three or four summers we've gone out there and it's just one of the most beautiful places on earth. So yeah, our lives are busy with a toddler, but we love adventuring, love trying new things. And as a creative, I love music, obviously, as a teacher. So I do that as my work, but it's also just my hobbies and what I enjoy as well. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me outside of my business. So fun. Love it. And you connect with me on my old, old podcast, like the OG back yes. in the day. <laughs> I can't even, what was that called? It wasn't, I think it woman. was like the bridging, bridging her story podcast, which oh, is my old brand. That's right. Dusting like off the cobwebs. So that was what would you say, Brianne, like four years ago, five years ago when we originally connected? Yeah. I think it was about, yeah, four or five years ago. So you in that time were mostly teaching one-on-one piano lessons. Yeah. And now we're going to go through your journey a bit, but now you don't even do that anymore. And a huge part of your vision was to not do that. Yeah. And so you've grown your following on Instagram. What is your following now? Um, It's like 68,000, I think, which is wild. <laughs> and oh, you grew that audience, like 65,000 of that in the past year. Yeah. I remember back in the day when 10 K was like the big thing. Cause you got like the swipe up yes. <laughs> in your stories. <laughs> anyway, I hit 10 K I think in like February of last year. So 2022. So what it's been like a little over a year went from 10 K to over 60 K. So yeah, it's been very fast. You've also been able to monetize on YouTube just yes. now recently. Yep. So you have figured out how to be a content creator that makes money by producing content. Yeah. And I wanted to highlight a little bit of where you are now just yeah. to say too, a lot of us feel like everybody that has a large following on Instagram is because they grew their following five years ago. They grew their yeah. following seven, you know, no, you grew your following significantly in the past year. Yes. So I feel like that's kind of huge to highlight, but yeah. let's go back. So you were teaching music lessons one-on-one mm -hmm. and you had a desire for more. Mm -hmm. And that's when you and I worked together back in the day. We're going to really focus in on the past year, mm -hmm. but just give us kind of a landscape of the evolution of your business and the evolution of your thinking that sort of accompanied the evolution. Yeah. 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 So I taught one-on-one -on -one lessons and I remember my first students in Indianapolis were our neighbors and I charged $10 for a half hour lesson. And man, I thought I was making bank. I was like, I am making 20 bucks an hour teaching piano. Like this is fun. It's not hard for me. Like I was so proud of myself. And <laughs> um, and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Ever since I can remember, I've been a bit of a hustler with just like side hustles. You know, like I nannied for a while. I taught piano. I did tutoring. Like I was doing all of these different things. So when I started teaching piano, I was like, wow, this is a really good way for me to be able to make income in a very simple way for me. So I remember I put out an ad on Craigslist. <laughs> it sounds so sketchy, but like I put out an ad for piano lessons, $10 for a half hour. And I got all of these inquiries. I actually got a ton of like 
like really amazing students, surprisingly through Craigslist and just like really built my studio up to, I think at one point I had 36 private students I was teaching a week and it was, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it, but I also was teaching all the time because with private lessons, so many of the lessons have to happen, you know, after school. So I would often start teaching at 3.30 usually I would like nanny or, you know, be teaching at the school until about that time. And then I would go directly into teaching private lessons. And at the time I was doing in-home lessons. So I was driving all over Indianapolis. So I would sometimes get home at like 9 PM after teaching all of these lessons. And it, it was amazing. I was so proud of what I had built, but I was also like, I can't take on any more students because my time is totally maxed out. Like I'm already (laughs) out till 9 PM. And I also knew, you know, thinking into the future, I wanted to have kids. I wanted to have a family and I didn't want to be out till 9 PM teaching piano lessons. So that's when I really kind of started to think about what was next for me. Like I had built up this studio, but I had no more time. And so I was like, so many people are going to resonate with this. Like they're hustlers, they're doing their thing. They don't have any more time Yeah, and they're totally burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. Making money, making money, you know, but like, okay, I've reached my max, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how do I create more hours in my day? Um, Well, you can't like, there's only a certain amount of hours. Right. So I think my mindset was like, well, I want to be able to make more money, but my ceiling feels like 3000 a month. Around this time I was making about 3000 a month. And I was like, I really feel like I can't, you know, make more than that. Like I'm just a piano teacher. And so I really started seeing people maximize their one-on-one by like charging more and having less students. And that's actually when I reached out to you because you had been posting about how, you know, you had been maximizing your time, making more income. And I was like, that's what I want. That's what I need. Um, And I had really been spinning my wheels, just trying to figure it out on my own. Um, And a really like pivotal moment for me was when I decided like, Hey, actually I need somebody to help me. (laughs) So that's when our work together began. Yes. I love that. I I love like thinking back to that time because now I just know the evolution of your journey. And I'm like, that was such a pivotal moment. And there's been so many more since then. Yeah. So cool. So really quick, let's pause on that. Why do you feel like you had that block that you couldn't make more than $3,000? What was going on for you there? Because there is like psychological barriers that we face with money. If people find themselves like, I can just never quite hit that 100,000. There's that like you hit the 96,000 or maybe it's like I can't break into two or 300 or a million wherever people are at. And yeah, some of that is, well, your strategy is not scalable model or whatever, but a lot of it is also your thinking. And so will you highlight that block and sort of your thoughts behind it? Yeah, I think it's kind of multifaceted. One is I'm, uh, I never finished college. And so I think I had this block of like, oh, I don't have my degree. I can't make any more money, (laughs) which we now know is... (laughs) completely false as entrepreneurs, you know, it helps, but it's not the end all be all. So I think that was a block. I think another block was I looked around at what other piano teachers were charging 
And instead of trying to be like, okay, how can I set myself apart and be different and charge more? I was just like, okay, how can I meet them where they are? How can I just, in a sense, blend in like, okay, this is what everybody else is charging. I guess I should charge the same thing and follow the same model. So just like going with the flow and that's what everybody else was making in my field. It it was, I mean it was years before I discovered that, oh, there are actually some piano teachers out there who are making way more than 3000 a month, but I hadn't discovered them yet. I hadn't seen that happen yet. So, you know, if your brain doesn't know that something's possible, you're going to have that barrier. You're going to have that ceiling until you see somebody else doing it. And once I started seeing more people doing it, then I was like, oh, so it is possible. (laughs) So yeah, I would say those were just some of my big blocks when it came Mm. to how much I could make. And I want to highlight that whole conversation you said about like, I didn't go to college, so I felt like I couldn't make more. For those who are listening, like put in whatever your thing is, because for you, Brianne, it was that that made you feel unworthy. Yeah. But there's other things like, you know, plug in whatever else it might be. My work isn't good enough. It's not as good as the other people in the industry that I see. You you make that up about yourself yeah. or, yeah. you know, I came from no money. So how could I excel beyond what I saw my parents doing or, yeah. or whatever the case may be that we put on these false narratives because yeah. there's plenty of people we know that make a ton of money that didn't go to college, but that's just our irrational mm-hmm. thought that's sort of keeping us safe and and sort of re-solidifying like yeah for sure like you can't make that just stay your our brain wants to keep us safe and then we we find evidence to validate ourselves and keep us safe so yours in this case was uh not going to college so for whoever's listening I just hope that that resonates and helps you to start to think what are my things that are keeping me where I am with my relationship with money Okay. Let's keep going. Because Brianne, when you got on the call with me about coaching back then, which my coaching now is so different, but I know you've done that too, but you were very clear. I want to make more money and you are not ashamed about that. And I want to figure out how to make it in a way where I'm not trading my time for dollars the same way I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did sort of a big evolution of your company at that point. Mm -hmm. Will you share a little bit about that moment? Like, yeah. zoom us in there. Yeah. So I really started to figure out, like, what are the things that set me apart? What are the things that, you know, people aren't going to be able to find somewhere else that are special about how I teach? And I really just honed in on those things and created a one-on-one program that was more high ticket, that was more specific and really spoke to my ideal student, the types of students that I wanted to teach. And so when I did that, what ended up happening was I ended up teaching less students, actually spending less time teaching, but making more. So that was super exciting for me. This was actually, I launched the program at the beginning of 2020 and I went into it just being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had my schedule all set and I can't believe I'm going to be teaching two afternoons a week and still be making the same amount that I was making before, which was so exciting to feel validated in what I was doing. Like, Hey, people are really investing in me. They want what I have to offer. And so that brought more joy into the process of teaching because I was making more in the process. Can you remember back then how you were like, I have no idea. 
are people really going to pay this? Like just (laughs) your thoughts around money back then, the pricing and am I going to be able to make this and all that? Yeah. I mean, it was much more expensive than I had been charging. And so there was a lot of uncertainty around that because I had had some clients and some students for a while and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. There was a lot of fear. I can go back to my journal pages being like, what if everybody says no? Like, what if this doesn't turn out? You know, just that inner turmoil. But I think there was always a piece of me that was just like, this is what you're meant to do. This is your next step. Like it's scary, but just keep going. And I had people tell me, no, (laughs) I had people who dropped out, but I also had people who were like, yes, we want to keep going with you. We value what you offer. So ultimately like it brought so much more joy to my work, being able to work specifically with people who really were invested. And I had to take a lot of work, I think, just letting people go as well and being like, this isn't for everybody. I didn't create this for everybody. Um, And, you know, I wish you well. I hope you find another fit that's better. And so there was a lot of just growing through that process Mm -hmm. and just having an open handedness because previously it was like, oh my gosh, I have to keep as many clients as possible, get as many students as possible, you know, more of a limited or scarcity mindset, I guess. And this kind of really catapulted me into just like, you know what, there are so many students and there are so many different teachers. And if my program isn't the best fit, they'll find somebody else, but I am going to teach the people who are my ideal students that I want to work with. So that was kind of that evolution and a lot of growing throughout that. Yeah. And I know that that is work that is scary. I love helping people figure out like pricing strategy and niching and, you know, owning your value and creating the offer. I love to do that on the back end with my one-on-one coaching, but tell me about one or two practices that you were doing at that time that helped you move out of scarcity into this belief that it was possible for you and that the right people were going to come and that the money was going to come for you. Oh yeah. Journaling has been huge for me. And through journaling, I've essentially been able to coach myself. Like I usually start at this place of just really raw honesty of, oh my gosh, this really sucks. What if I don't make any money? What if everybody says, no, I haven't heard back from these people. Like just really like getting into the feelings of where I am. And then I kind of step back and I coach myself and I usually do this through writing. I'm like, okay, Brianne, you know, you are going to draw your ideal students. You've already had three people say yes. You're already moving towards where you want to be. And so that process has helped me so much. And I mean, it's what I've learned through coaching, like with you, like you helped me talk to my thoughts in a sense. And so it's like, in essence, like you taught me how to be my own coach, which is so valuable, which is a huge reason why I think one-on-one coaching is so important because not only do they teach you in that moment, like how to help you in your business, but like the ramifications for years to come, it's like coaching shows you how to coach yourself that you will be able to carry on into other areas of your business. So journaling was a huge practice for me and just also trying to find some money mantras to say to myself, you know, like making money is fun and easy for me. That's one that I have loved saying over the years and just getting into that flow and that mindset has been really huge for me. Oh. 
I just love seeing you shine and just share and to break down a little bit of what you're doing with your journaling for those <laughs> listening is like, first, you're just really acknowledging the fear and acknowledging your state. Yeah. Awareness is the first part because we have to be self-aware, know what's really going on in order to change what's yeah. really going on. And then you're sort of deconstructing the thought. And we know like sort of the thought loop is out of what we think produces a feeling out yeah. of a feeling, we produce an action out of action. We produce results. Mm -hmm. So you're like diving into here's how I'm feeling which then helps you to see what you're thinking. Yeah. And then you're like reminding yourself of the evidence, which is another yeah. piece, right? You're starting to, okay, Brianne, you're worried about this. You're worried that what people won't pay you, you know, sort of acknowledging that, but look, you've already had three people sign up. And yeah. so then you're starting to change the thought. You said, your thought is I'm worried people won't sign up. Then yeah. you say, the evidence and you're like, so people are showing up and going to continue to show up, yeah. you know, and yeah. you're doing that through your journaling and it's so beautiful. And that's how you come up with mantras. Like you said, is putting, how do you want to feel about money? You want to feel like it's fun and easy to make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think too, out of vision, we can create affirmations, right? Sometimes yeah. it's deconstructing the thought, but vision okay then how who do I have to be in order to be the person and yeah. to, so then our brain needs repetition so that's why we have to create mantras that's why we have to have consistent practices it's helping to remind ourselves we're safe because as an entrepreneur you're constantly in this evolution of growing so you hit the mark you figure out how to pay yourself enough to leave a full-time job, but then you want more. We want more. We want more yeah. impact, more money, more time, whatever. And so in that, we're going to have to continuously do this type of work, yeah. which is absolutely so beautiful. Oh yeah. And I still, I still do this every day oh, like, yeah. when I get in my feels, I'm like, okay, just be honest. Okay. And then talk yourself through it. And yeah, it's so true and so important. Okay. So you figured out how to maximize your one-on-one -on -one stuff. And now, I mean, that's still so different from where you're at today. And mm -hmm. I really want to be able to zoom into what's happened in the past year for you, mm -hmm. but is there any more you want to say from like that evolution to a year ago and anything that changed in there? I was really proud of how far I had come, but there was also this seed in the back of my head that was like, Ooh, but I just still don't want to do one-on-one -on -one work. Like it was, it was definitely like an important step, but I knew the future, like five year, 10 year version of me was going to be doing more passive forms of income. So that's kind of where I was at this part in my story. So yeah, you were ready to give up a year ago. You're like, okay, I'm ready to give up one-on-one -on -one lessons. <gasps> lessons. Yeah. And I want to make money more passively. Yeah. And you had a very clear vision. You're very good at creating very clear vision for yourself. Um, tell us what happened. Yeah, I did. I had a very clear vision. I wanted to create more passive products, like more digital products. I also was getting kind of burnt out with just teaching the same thing to my students. So I knew that a course in digital products were going to be like my avenue. So I created my first digital product or my, my first bigger digital product in the summer of 2021. Actually, I worked with you for a VIP day. For that. 
Oh my gosh, um, yeah. We uh we worked together so much over the years. Um yeah, I wanted to get this thing going. And so we worked together and had this huge push to get this out. Um, got it out and I had huge visions that like, this would be the thing, like finally the thing that would be, you know, making me money every single month and launched it. And it was fine. It just was not making the type of income that I wanted. And so that was, yeah, it was a lot of like disappointment that I went through that, but in my mind, I was also just like, I'm going to make this happen. (laughs) Like it didn't happen with this first product, but that's okay. I'll just try again and I'll go back to the drawing board, do more research, figure out like there's so many different variables when you create a product. It's like, am I getting the price point right? Am I speaking to the pain points? Am I speaking to the transformation? Is it the right timeline? You know, so many different variables. And so I think like after creating that, I really started to adopt this kind of mindset of like, okay, I know where I'm going. I know what I want but maybe I'm going to take some twists and turns to get there and just staying curious. And that's been a huge thing for me. It's just staying curious throughout the whole process. Like I know where I'm going, but let me stay curious along the way in order to get there. So I've since then created some different courses. I created a larger course that was like more high ticket and that did well, not as well as I was expecting. So again, I went back to the drawing board and was like, what's going on here? Like what's, what's, what's happening. And that was the point I would say, like, I think that was November of 2022. Gosh, that's not even that long ago, (laughs) but where I was just like, okay, I know where I want to go. I'm, it's not happening yet. Let me figure out what else. Well, I can Brianne, do. I remember this. Like we were in St. Louis at a peer yeah. mastermind and you were staying curious. You were experimenting, but you still were frustrated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you were just like, I want to figure out how to make money every day. I want yeah. money to come into me every day. Yeah. Yeah. That was my goal. That was my dream. And I feel like I had followed a lot of the things that, you know, the industry says to do, you know, grow your email list, grow your audience, make this big course, do this, do that. And I had been doing all the things right. And it just like, wasn't turning out for me the way that I wanted it to turn out. And I think that that's so important too, like in our businesses, every business is so different and there's not a one size fits all. I hate like one size fits all models. Cause it's just like, that's not going to work for every business and every person that you're selling to. And that's why it's so important to just know yourself, know your people, know how you want to run your business and follow that. So that's been really huge for me as I've grown. I have in this whole process just had to really have the humility to look at things and be like, okay, this isn't turning out how I thought. Let me get curious and try something else. So yeah. So huge. And you made a pivot because you're, you decided like, maybe my audience wants something a little bit different. Maybe, you know, your people are adults coming back to their creativity, wanting to get back into the hobby of piano. So they maybe don't want a huge expensive course. Like a lot of people are teaching. So what was the the key? (laughs) What was the thing that helped unlock this for you? Okay. So I had just done a launch in October and that was going to be like my big launch, right? I'd grown my email list, grown my audience. It's going to be huge. It was going to all happen. I was going to make all this money and it didn't happen. (laughs) So I was so 
frustrated just looking at everything. Like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? And I had remembered back that I had this freebie, this opt-in that, I mean, seriously, like hundreds of people had opted into it over a couple of months, like so popular. It was this free ebook about how to get started at the piano. People loved it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to experiment and I'm going to try taking this freebie and I'm going to add a few more PDFs to it. I'm just going to make it into this beginner bundle and I'm going to sell it for 13 bucks. And I just got really scrappy. I was like, I'm not going to do a full-blown sales page. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I don't even know if this is going to work. I'm just going to literally do like a checkout page, (laughs) throw these PDFs together and put it up there for 13 bucks and see what happens. (laughs) So part of it was just like birthed in my own frustration of like, this isn't working. Let me just try something else. And it started to sell. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? And I wasn't like even actively talking about it that much. People would just land on my Instagram page or my TikTok page, click the link on my bio. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is 13 bucks. Like, okay, let me just, you know, get it. It's just, you know, simple and easy. And so when that started to sell, it really started to produce a lot of energy in my business to be like, oh my gosh, I just, I got an email that I made a sale. And yeah, it was only $13, but it was like, that's $13. Oh my goodness. Like what, what other, you know, small digital products could I create that could sell? And so that energy, just like, it just started to like really build on itself, like a snowball. And I started just falling in love with just making sales every day. And I started realizing like, okay, like if I want to make sales every day, I've got to have a really good low ticket offer. That's just really easy for somebody to land on my page and buy without needing to, you know, like be convinced without needing to go through this long sales funnel. Like I just need them to land on my page and be like, okay, let me purchase this. Right. So that created so much energy in my business to just be making daily sales. And I know this is one of the ideas that somebody gave to me at the mastermind was like, okay, we'll like add an upsell onto it. Okay. So when somebody buys, you know, the $13 thing, like add something else that they can buy. So I added something else. I added a a $37, like two week piano program and people started buying that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's working. And it was so exciting. And then this is in November. So I literally launched this at the beginning of November, started making sales and then Black Friday is coming up. And so I had watched this training on Black Friday and, you know, doing three days of deals. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw together some deals. And so I put those together, Black Friday happened. And literally I made like 2,800 or something the weekend of Black Friday. And I was just like, oh. Are you serious? Like $2,800 in one weekend? Like this was huge for me. Like remember when I was doing one-on-one, like 3K a month, that was my ceiling. But to be able to make that in a weekend, I was like, are you kidding me? It was so exciting. That's kind of like where I got really gutsy. I was just like, oh my goodness. Well, let me try this and let me try this. And who knows, maybe this will (laughs) work. I feel like that shift was where I really started to trust myself more and like believe in my ideas and to really follow my curiosity. When I got an idea, it was, Ooh, where could this go? Where could this lead? What could this become? And just giving myself this space to be like, it could turn into something amazing that becomes a bestseller or it could not. (laughs) And that's okay. Like it's all a part of the process. You have to give yourself that space to experiment and to try 
So yeah, that's kind of where everything changed for me. I feel like last year around November, December, when I just started experimenting and having fun with it. So I love that so much. And I think that literally you're staying curious and willing to be experimental with things. And then when one thing doesn't work, you don't make it about you. I was just in a mastermind and James Wedmore was actually speaking and he was talking about if you set a goal and you don't hit the goal, it means that you needed the lesson in order to get to the goal. Yeah. And you can make the lesson either. It's the lesson that I need in order to meet the goal. So I'm going to find that lesson or you can have it have this meaning. Mm -hmm. And you, that means it's like, Oh, nobody wants to buy from me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, is this stuff works for everybody else, but not me. So if you don't hit your goal, you can do two things, make it have meaning, which is not helpful. Oh, it's all, I I just, I don't, people don't buy from me or you can learn the lesson. If you don't learn the lesson, you'll never hit the goal. Yes. And we're talking in the conversation, like all these cliches and these like, you know, quotes, it's about the, it's about the journey, not the destination, (laughs) you know, but that's true. Yeah. You know, it's about who we become and what we learn on our path to our vision because like we will we will get to the vision in being the vision and I feel like your story is such an example of that yeah really quick Brian as we sort of wrap up the show and wrap up this conversation you talked about how it generated energy for you which made you show Mm -hmm. up different which we know that's the case right Mm -hmm. we can't be attached to the result so even if it's not the result we have to figure out how to generate different energy to produce that will you zoom in to i mean you started to reach out to brands and you started asking like decent money to to leverage Mm -hmm. you know what did this do for you with your money mindset All of a sudden, you're now not somebody who makes money the way that you've always made money through one-on-one lessons. Mm -hmm. You now make money every single day. You wake up to sales. You Mm -hmm. now have large brand deals that go for months. Mm -hmm. So what did you have to believe in order to receive that? And like, tell us just a little bit of your evolution of your money mindset Mm -hmm. in all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I had desired to make more for so long and I had seen other people doing it. Right. And, you know, two things can happen when you see other people making money. You're like, you can either get into like the comparison of like, oh, I could never do that. Or, or, you know, they're so much better than me or blah, blah, blah. Or you see it and say, if they can do it, I sure as heck can do it too. Right. And so I think that that was kind of what changed for me is like for so long, I had been seeing people making money and it was like, oh, I'm never going to get to that level. It's never going to happen for me. But I switched that and I was like, if they're doing it and they're just like this normal person out there making money, I can do it too. And so that switch was big for me. And I think being around other women who were making money was so helpful. Being in our mastermind together, seeing other women succeed helped me believe that it was possible for me as well. And yeah, I think just overall, my ability to reach out to brands, to ask for what I'm worth really comes down to truly believing for myself, the value that I bring them and the value that I bring the world and being able to say like, 
hey, I know how to create content that people want to (laughs) watch. Like I know how to create videos in a way that like is going to get your brand exposed to, you know, this group of people that you want your brand exposed to, like really truly believing in that and being able to step into that power has enabled me to be able to ask for more money, to be able to be okay. If they say no, (laughs) like to still stand in my power and know that what I am offering is valuable. So I think the whole thing with like, Yeah, just asking for money, believing that you deserve more money, that you can bring more money into your presence starts with a belief in yourself and the value that you can bring to the world. So once I shifted that, it's like, oh, of course money is going to come to me. It's just an energy that's like naturally going to flow to me because I'm doing all these amazing things. And so that was my shift. Whereas before it was just, oh, I need to make more money. Oh, it was so like scarcity and it was like going upstream. And now I feel like I finally figured out how to just like flow downstream and <laughs> truly let it be fun and easy to make money. And just to let the whole thing just be so fun. How can I make more money? Like let me just, you know, create something that's really fun. Let me create this program. Let me reach out to this brand. So just see, you know, like And so I don't know, there's like a whole like playfulness around it that I feel like I've created and I've just gotten into that flow and it's just, it's been incredible. It's such a joy and privilege to witness. Like you're such an example to me, to other women in our mastermind and to so many people of like when you have clear vision, when you lead with curiosity, when you're not attached to the result, when you can do the self-coaching, when you can let money truly become an energy that flows to you is easily like what, what can happen. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so open about your journey. Where can people find you? If people are like, I have to, which, cause I know they are, I have to get connected to this girl and her energy. Will you just share where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the dot piano path (laughs) and then on TikTok at the piano path and YouTube uh, at the piano path as well. Brianne makes amazing content. And if anybody (laughs) is interested in learning the piano as a hobby, she has obviously you've heard so many amazing resources, but if she's also just really fun to watch, like how she creates her videos, how she creates her content, and obviously is just a beaming light for so many. So go follow Brienne and thank you again for joining me on the show. Oh, thanks, Erin. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.erinbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.erinbridgman.com.